Stop worrying. You don't have to worry. You can live a worry-free life. In this episode, we're going to be talking about how to live a worry-free life. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening to Life is Jesus Christ with Sean Paul. Make sure you subscribe to stay connected. We pray your life in Christ be supercharged with today's message. Hello, Sean Paul here with Life is Jesus Christ. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for joining me. We're going to continue this episode about living a worry-free life. I know many of you are listening or watching. You're saying, come on, that's impossible. You know, life is all about worrying. No, it's not. You can be free. And I gave my testimony in the last episode about how I obsessively worried about many crazy things, things that never resulted to anything. It, it worrying never uh, ended in anything positive in my life. And many times the things that I worried about it never produced anything, meaning it never came to fruition. So see, I just learned to stop worrying. 10 years ago, I was reading a book by Kenneth Hagin, and he talked about how he lived a worry-free life. And I just said to myself, that's the life I want to live. I want to be free from worry. I can say this, you know, I don't live a perfect life. I'm not saying that, you know, worry doesn't try to come into my life, but I could tell you this, I uh, adamantly uh, maintain a worry-free life. Yes, it does creep up on me and I have to put a stop to it. And I think that's with everybody that lives a life that they, they try to seek peace, that they do have worry that tries to come against them, but they just learn to put a stop to it immediately. And that's where I believe I'm at in my life. And I can tell you this, it's an awesome life to live. I love peace. I love uh, uh, being free from chaos and drama. That's just not who I am anymore. And I'm not going to permit it to come back in my life. And I can tell you this, God has proven himself to be faithful, faithful in that he's never failed me. He's never given me even a reason to worry. And he's given me every reason to live a life of peace that he has for us. You know, uh, last episode, we started in talking about uh, how to live a worry-free life, the steps that you have to go through. One that I uh, we we dabbled on one. I want to just briefly touch on that before we continue on. And it's about be led by the Holy Spirit. You know, that's first and foremost. We need to live a life where we are being led by the Holy Spirit. And as we're being led by the Holy Spirit, I believe you're going to walk yourself into living a life of peace. So let's go ahead and continue on with this message. Um, the next one is trust. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 is trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. You know, I don't know about you, but to me, I just want to trust God in every area of my life. And as I do that, I find that I'm walking into a life of fullness through the Lord, a life of peace, uh, you know, that the Lord has for me. And again, you know, to me, I don't like drama. I don't like chaos. I don't want to go there. I don't want to live there. I don't live in that zip code anymore, so to speak. You know, so to me, I believe in my heart, we've got to trust the Lord in all of our thoughts, all our decisions, and all of our actions. You know, the Bible says again, to trust the Lord with all your heart. You know, there's no plan B when you're uh, chasing God, living for God. There's no plan B. Plan A is God's plan. And that's the plan that we need to learn to follow. And when I say this, learn to follow, it is a learning process. You know, uh, I believe that, you know, at least for myself, I gave my life to Jesus Christ when I was a teenager, fell away, gave my life to Jesus Christ back when I was an adult at 22 years old. 
And, you know, I, from 18 years old to 22, I was on my own. I went into the military. I was learning to make my own decisions in life. You know, it was my way or the highway, so to speak. And so when I gave my life to Jesus, you know, I had to relearn, retool on how to follow the Lord. You know, I was always uh, uh, following my plan and purpose for my life. And now all of a sudden I've got to follow God's plan and purpose. It takes time to learn to trust God. But I can tell you this, after 32 years, going on 33 years, I have learned that he has never failed me. He never will fail me. So see, to me, it's better to follow God's plan than my plan. So see, that's where I've learned to trust in him. You know, so again, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. See, it's better to learn to depend on God's understanding. See, how do we do that? We find God's understanding, wisdom, and insight, and knowledge through His Word. We read His Word. There's men and women of God that are teaching His Word. We learn through books that they write. We learn through preaching and teaching, you know, and then we learn through prayer. You know, there's times that you'll go to God in prayer, and God's going to speak to you. God's going to show you. God's going to lead you, guide you through prayer. But it is all-encompassing in God's Word where it needs to line up with God's word. As you do that, you're going to learn to lean and trust in him. And then it says, seek his will in all you do. He will show you which path to take. I promise you, as you learn to follow God, he will show you which path to take. Follow that path. Take that path. I can tell you again, and I can stress over and over, I may sound repetitive continually, but I promise you, God will not fail you. You know, a lot of people don't trust God because uh, they they don't want to give up control. They don't want to give up control of their own destiny and their own lives. They feel like they can have a better plan than what God will have them. But I promise you 100% God has a better plan for your life. He has a better plan. I suggest you learn to take that plan. Because I myself have learned over and over that that I can fail myself over and over. And it's just better to take God's plan for your life. And as you do that, you're going to have less mishaps in your life. You're going to minimize the mishaps in your life because you're learning to take God's plan. Because it will not fail. God's plan will not fail. And then a lot of times people will not trust God because they don't know if they're hearing from God. They don't know if God is speaking to them. So they always question whether this is God or you in your own head. See, that comes in learning to follow the peace of the Holy Spirit. As you learn to follow the peace of the Holy Spirit, that peace is guiding you into the plan of God for your life. So see, we need to learn to give it all to Him. Stop trying to figure out everything. I gave a a, a testimony of the last video where... Uh, you know, we were bringing in a mission team. Uh, we had our uh, 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 transportation planned. And then all of a sudden, that driver had a health issue. And because of that health issue, we didn't know if he was going to be able to drive. He told us he was going to be able to drive. But something, you know, it just seemed like, okay, we're going to watch and observe this. So instead of worrying about it, obsessively thinking about it, obsessively questioning him over and over, if you're going to be able to drive or not, I just gave it to God. I stopped trying to figure it out. And guess what? I didn't worry about it. I didn't think about it. 
And then the opportune time came to where God said, okay, go talk to him about it. I had peace about it. And guess what? The conversation just flowed perfectly. And guess what? It all worked out. It all worked out. So there's no sense in trying to figure it out, trying to worry about it or whatever. So seek his will for your life in everything you do. And I promise you, he will guide you, lead you. And as you do it, you can live a life of peace. And the next one is build a foundation. You know, Matthew 7, 24, 27, it talks about building a foundation upon the rock. And I'm going to read it real quickly here. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a, on a, a house on a solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and floodwaters rise and winds beat against it, it won't collapse because it is built upon the rock. See, we need to build our life upon the rock of Jesus. Amen. See, when we do that, and 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 you we say more or less, Jesus, I'm not going to follow the plan that I have for my life. I'm going to follow the plan that you have for my life. See, that is building upon the rock, the rock of Jesus, you knowing that there's no other life to live other than upon Jesus. Building a life upon the rock and obeying his word, following his word, praying and following the, the prompting and leading of the Holy Spirit. When you do that, you're going to allow, you're going to line yourself up with God to where he's going to line you into a life of peace. See, building, building your, or your life upon the rock is a perfect example of building your life upon peace. But continuing on in Matthew, it says, but anyone who hears my teaching and ignores it is foolish. Like a person who builds a house on sand, when the rains and floods come and the winds beat against the house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. See, again, this is a perfect example of peace and worry. Are you going to build it upon the rock or are you going to build it upon the sand? See, we need to build it upon the word because it stands firm. And we need to build it uh, and not build it upon the world of worry because it can come down crashing upon you. See, it's not worth to worry. God has a worry-free life for you. God is working to fulfill his promises that he promises us through his word. As you believe and stand upon those promises that he has for us in the word of God, I promise you, you will see that word come forth and, and he will uh, do his work in your life and he will uh, give you this peace that passes all understanding. And you know, this message to me is so passionate because I know what it is to live a life of worry. And God does not have that for you. See, he promises us strength, comfort, confidence, hope, and trust. Amen. He promises us that to us. And as we live that life, we're going to see this life of peace in us. You know, Hosea 4, 6 says, My people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge because thou hast rejected the knowledge. See, when we reject God's word, when we reject this knowledge, destruction can come in our lives. And it says, I will reject thee and thou hast uh, shalt be no priest to me seeing thou hast forgotten the law of God, and I will also forget thy children. See, destruction can come upon us when we're obsessively worrying. We're obsessively worrying 
because we're not standing on God's word. We're not believing God's word. We don't believe in the promises that God has made for us. See, it all comes down to that we have to learn to trust in him. And how we learn to trust in him is by embracing his word, obsessively reading his word and embracing his word and applying his word into our lives. We must renew the word of God in our hearts. See, the Bible says when we give our lives to Jesus Christ, we must renew our minds. And as we renew our minds, we're going to equip our minds. We're going to strengthen our minds. We're going to uh, conform our minds to the Word of God. And as we conform our minds to the Word of God, we're going to be, begin to see the promises that God has for us. And as we learn to operate in these promises in our lives, guess what? Freedom comes. Peace comes. I mean, peace comes like a river because we know that we know that we know that we know what the Word of God says. We know that we know in, in how to apply the Word, to speak the Word, to, to stand upon the word in face of opposition and circumstances and, and situations in our lives. Amen? So see, when we learn to trust him, when we learn to follow the Holy Spirit, we're going to begin to see peace flowing into our lives. The next one is we need to learn to cast. we got to cast all our care upon him for he cares for you. You know, I give a testimony years ago um, where I was in a situation uh, with my father, and uh, uh, he hired me. I had a construction company at the time. He hired me to do some work on his house. And, you know, at this time, uh, we were needing a job anywhere and everywhere. We we just started the company, and, and, and we needed an opportunity to work anywhere. So my dad called me and told me that I'm going to go ahead and hire you to do some work on the house. So when 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 I went up there, I took my family up there. They lived a distance away from my uh, my home. Uh, I went up there. I did the work. And my dad wanted to give me a watch as payment, something that he received from his company as, as some gift. And he wanted to give that to me. And it was like the logo of his company was on the watch and everything. So essentially, it's like, what? What is this? And, you know, here I am, a, a father needing to feed my kids. I'm not saying we were destitute, but I'm just saying we needed to pay bills, you know. And again, it wasn't like we're, you know, going to get kicked out of our home or anything like that. I'm just saying we needed the money to pay bills. We needed the money to live. So I was extremely upset about it. Uh, you know, that's a whole nother message. But what I'm saying is, is I went home and I just sat there and stewed on it. And I was just so upset about the situation and every time I tried to forget about it, it just came right back again over and over and over. And finally, and I was in the middle of my yard mowing my lawn. And finally, I just stopped the lawnmower. I'm sure my neighbors thought I was crazy. And I just said, I bind you in the name of Jesus. Stop it now. I cast this care upon the Lord. I give it to God. God's going to take care of us. We're going to be fine. You know, and I just stood there and prayed and rebuked the enemy and did not let and I just spoke against him. I just said, you're not going to bring these thoughts back to me anymore. And literally what I was doing is I was casting that care upon the God. And from that moment on, guess what? I didn't think about it anymore. I didn't even think about anything about my father, ill will. I just let it go, walked away, forgave him, and and, and just walked away from the whole entire situation. So see, that's what we got to do is we got to cast our care upon God. You know, the Bible doesn't say to throw or toss it. You know, it, 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 
we've got to literally cast it to where literally we can lose it. I'm in. So it's like, you know, it's like an, being in an open field, taking our car keys and just throw them as far as we can with our eyes closed and then just turning while our eyes are still closed. Like literally we can't, we don't even know what direction we threw the keys in. That's what we got to do is we got to literally cast it in such a way that it cannot be found whatsoever. So if you're carrying worry right now, you just need to say, look, I'm done with this. It's not worth it. I'm not going to carry this load anymore. You could be sick in body. You could be having financial issues right now. You could have be having marital issues. You could be having issues with your children, whatever it may be, employment issues. You've got to learn to give it to God. You got to learn to, to give it to him because his word says, give it to him. It says, casting all your care upon him. Why? Because he cares for you. You think God's going to say, oh, well, I care for you, but thank you for telling me and just kind of like sit and stare at you. No, God's going to do that. When someone cares for you, they're going to help you do something about it. God will help you do something about it. God will see you through this situation. But again, you have to say, God, I'm going to cast it upon you. You know, you don't say, Jesus, take it away. You don't say, Jesus, can you please take this away? No, you say, Jesus, I'm going to cast this to you. I'm giving it to you. I'm not going to ask for it back. I'm not going to take it back. I am giving it to you. And when I give it to you, I am walking away from it and never thinking of it again. I am not going to allow it to destroy my wife life. I'm not going to allow it to consume me. I'm not going to allow myself to, to, to worry about it. I'm in. So see, we got to learn to read the word, stand on the word and cast that situation to the Lord. And as we do it, I promise you, you're going to see God come through in your life. Amen. The next one is we got to captivate. So again, to live a worry-free life, we have to learn to follow the Holy Spirit. We have to learn to trust in God. We got to learn to build a life in God upon the rock of Jesus Christ. And then we have to cast it upon God. And then we got to captivate it. Amen. So 2 Corinthians 10, 5 says this, casting down imaginations in every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing it into captivity, every thought to the obedience of Christ. Amen. And, you know, I say this a lot and I mean it because, you know, it, it, it means so much to me because it brought so much freedom into my life. You don't have to think about what you think about. That's a, that's a statement from Joyce Myers in her book called Battlefield of the Mind. You don't have to think about what you think about. Amen? See, see, the thing of it is, is we are obsessively thinking about things that we have no business thinking about. We need to be managers and gatekeepers of our mind and manage our thought life. We got to put a stop to the lies that the enemy tries to constantly plant into our minds. And see, that's how worry starts, is the enemy will begin to start planting thoughts in our minds 
to get us to begin to think about them and worry about them. See, once he learns you're not taking the bait, it's like it's just like you're taking everything from him. It's like not responding to people like making fun of you. You know, sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. I don't know if exactly word for word. But again, when you literally take the oxygen out of the room, when you won't respond to somebody, it's like they've learned, I can't get them to respond. I can't push their buttons to get them upset. So it's the same thing with the devil. If he learns that you're not going to respond to him trying to push your buttons, guess what? He's going to give up. He's going to walk away from that situation. So see, that's what we got to do is we got to just learn that we're not going to respond to things that he tries to get us to think about, to respond to things that he's going to try to get us to worry about. And that comes down to where we've got to learn to captivate thoughts. You know, we've got to learn to manage our thought life in such a way that that we're not going to permit worry to take place. We're not going to permit thoughts to take place that are not productive and that are not positive and don't line themselves up with the Word of God. You know, there's times where people will try to get me into conversations that to me, you know, it's, it's either filled with worry, it's filled with uh, talking about others, it's filled with uh, just nonsense. I just say, look, what are we talking about? What's the purpose of this conversation? You know, and I try to say it nicely, or I try to bow out of the conversation nicely because I'm managing my thought life. See, when I learn to manage my thought life, I minimize worry to like almost nothing. And now it's just like as soon as worry tries to come forth, I've learned to just stop it immediately. I've learned to just say there's no reason to worry. There's no reason to even think about this situation because it will not produce anything. I'm in. So now you may be saying, well, Sean, I let my thoughts run rampant all the time. Well, you might allow thoughts to run rampant all the time. And, 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 but see, you need to learn to stop that. You need to learn to put into practice captivating thoughts that doesn't line itself up with the word of God. It takes work. It takes practice. I'm in. And so see, and it will take time. But once you do that, you will learn you will learn to put a stop to it. And it goes into the next one where it says, train your thought life. <clears throat> so it kind of goes hand in hand. So Philippians 4.8 says this. So not, not only do you need to recognize thoughts that are not uh, conducive, that don't align itself up with the word of God, that is not positive. Now you need to flip it into what you are going to think about. So Philippians 4.8 says, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, and right, and pure, and lovely, and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. See, you, you know, again, you don't have to think about the thoughts that you're thinking, and then you can flip, uh, quickly flip into positive thoughts that line up with the Word of God. You know, <clears throat> I said this the last time. There was a situation arose in one of our mission teams that came here recently, that a person did something, and you know, I could have I could have said something, I could have done something about it, but I checked in with the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit just said, Leave it alone. Now the devil uh would try to get me to think of negative things towards that individual, maybe even talk about that individual to others. But see, I chose not to. I chose to say no, 
I will not do that. I will not speak ill will of this person. If there's anything that I'm going to do is I'm going to pray for this person. Now, I told told my wife about the situation that occurred, but I did not speak ill will towards that person whatsoever. See, that's that's what I do now is I replace the negative thoughts, the thoughts that are not aligning itself with the Word of God with something that aligns itself with the Word of God. And see, that's what we need to do is we need to quickly flip the switch, so to speak, and put a stop to certain thoughts and put uh, and, and make our mind align ourselves with the Word of God. Amen? And then we need to close where we, we need to pray with thanksgiving. So, so again, we need to be led by the Holy Spirit. We need to trust God. We need to build a foundation upon the rock of Jesus Christ. We need to cast all our cares upon God, for he cares for us. We need to captivate the thoughts and put a stop to the thoughts. We need to train our thought lives to flip the switch and, and, and think about things, align itself with the word of God. And then we need to pray with thanksgiving. Philippians 4, 6 says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray, pray. We need to pray about it and, and you know, pray about everything and then tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. So see, we need to pray about anything and everything. Pray about the situation. Pray with faith. Amen. Pray with promises to God and then pray with thanksgiving. Give God the praise. And then it says, don't worry about anything. Give it to God. Pray about it and don't worry about anything. And then thank him for it. And as you thank him for it, you're going to begin to see God operating in your life. You're going to begin to see uh, you living a life of of to where you are not uh, walking in animosity and chaos and drama, and you're going to have peace in your life. You know, uh, we need to walk in it and experience it. Philippians 4, 7 says, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. And his peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ. It will become a lifestyle in your life. You will have a lifestyle of peace. You will have peace in situations that you don't even understand how you could even possibly have peace. And this will become, like I said, a lifestyle. I've been going on 10 years and walking in peace. It's something that I demand in my life. I demand peace in my mind. I demand whatever situation I'm in, it lines up with peace. And I am not going to live a life other than peace. Why? Because God has peace for us. And I'll remind you the opening scriptures of this message. It says, Philippians 4, 6b, don't worry about anything. That would not be in the word of God unless God has has it for us. And then finally, Colossians 3, 15 says, and let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your heart. It comes from Jesus. And as many as members of one body, you are called to live in peace. You're called to live in peace. Peace is yours. You can have peace. You can walk in peace. You can operate in peace. And you can live a life worry-free. So let's go ahead and close in prayer. Father, I just pray for all those that are listening and watching. I praise you and thank you that they are live, that they are going to live a life of peace. Say it with me right now. I live a life of peace. I'm walking worry-free. I choose not to walk in worry. I choose to walk in peace. Peace is mine because God has given it to me and God has uh, commanded it to operate in my life. So I will come 
in partnerships with God, and I will do my part to walk in peace. So, Father, I just praise you and thank you that all those who are listening, I speak peace in their lives, and I speak a worry-free life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And then finally, in closing, I never want to leave a radio message or a podcast without encouraging people to give their lives to Jesus. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ and you want to make him Lord of your life, simply pray this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, I want to make you the Lord of my life. I want to invite you into my life and into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. And I thank you, Father, as you uh, as, as I am now a child of you, the Holy Spirit comes into my heart. Lead me and guide me in the way that I should go. Help me walk this life out. Help me be disciple. Help me connect with the church and pastor and people that will lead me and guide me into a life in Jesus Christ. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Well, God bless you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, make sure you stay tuned because we have a lot more messages coming. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Sean Paul here, and I just want to thank you so much for tuning in. My heart is that you find the life Jesus Christ has for you, that you truly become fulfilled in Him. And make sure you subscribe and stay tuned because we have a lot more coming. God bless you.